whether you're driving, taking the train, or walking to where you're going, we'll be there with you every step of the way with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode. Today, we have Caroline Weingart from MadeVibrant.com. And today, she'll be teaching you how to make serious revenue with low-priced products. I absolutely love this lesson from Caroline because it shows you that you can actually make some serious money even if you're selling a product that's on the lower end. You don't need to sell a $500 to $1,000 product to make serious revenue. This lesson is a good one, so let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by Sidekick by HubSpot. Sidekick provides seamless, integrated email tools for Gmail, Apple Mail, and Outlook. With Sidekick, you can receive live notifications when someone opens and clicks on your emails so you have powerful contact insights right in your inbox. Go to GetSidekick.com slash MBA to get your first month of Sidekick for free. That's GetSidekick.com slash MBA. Caroline Weingart is the founder of MadeVibrant.com, and she's proven you don't have to be a starving artist. She's had some really great success with her courses on Made Vibrant. The course she's going to be talking about today is the Better Lettering course, and it sells for only $20. But don't let the price fool you. It's packed with value, and that's the point. People get so much out of a $20 product. And they're so impressed, they have to talk about it with their friends. They share it on social media, and the word gets around. I highly recommend you check out the sales page for this course on madevibrant.com slash lettering. There's so much to learn about what you can put into a $20 course to ensure value is being transmitted. But today's lesson is all about how to capitalize and make some serious revenue even when you're selling low-priced products. I'm going to let Caroline take it from here. I'll be back with a few takeaways, but for now, take it away, Caroline. Hey, everybody. I'm Caroline Weingart, and today I want to share with you how you can make substantial revenue with a low-priced product. I feel like a lot of the business advice out there about selling online products and selling e-courses and stuff like that is centered around this this higher price point, so $500 to $1,000 for an e-course. And I totally get that. It makes sense. You know, the higher the price of your product, the less you have to sell in order to make substantial revenue. And and that totally makes sense to me. However, that just didn't really sit well with me, to be honest. I mean, I started my business 18 months ago. I just launched my website. I had no audience. I had no nothing. I had no brand equity. And it didn't feel like creating a product and then slapping a $500 price tag on it was going to be an effective strategy for me. Not only that, but it just it didn't feel authentic to who I was as a business owner and the audience that I felt like I wanted to serve. So on the off chance that you are possibly in the same boat and you want to focus your efforts on some of those sort of lower price points, smaller products, then today I want to share with you how I was able to make over $35,000 in the past eight months with a $20 e-course. That's $20 e-course. Um, that's a lot of $20 e-courses, but... It has pretty much transformed my business, and I'm a big believer now that it's possible to sell lower price point products um, if it works for your business. So I'm going to share you the story about how I made that happen, and then I'm going to go through some of those principles that you can utilize in your own business about how to generate some real revenue with a lower price point product. 
So I started my business Made Vibrant back in January of 2014, so about 18 months ago. And the idea originally was that Made Vibrant would be a client-based business. So I was doing web design and brand design for creative entrepreneurs. And I'll be totally honest with you guys, I found out pretty quickly that I just, I didn't love working with clients. I, it felt like I was trading a lot of time and a lot of energy for a model that was just gonna have to make me go out and find new clients the next month. And it, just, it felt really unsustainable for me. At the same time, a lot of those clients started asking me about this idea of hand lettering and how to get this hand lettered, hand drawn look into their branding. And I saw that trend happening in the design world a lot and I heard my clients asking for it and so I thought, hmm, maybe this is something that I should really cultivate as a skill. So I started looking online for some hand lettering resources, looking up things like free tutorials and collecting sort of, you know, all kinds of links. And I just started gathering them in one place. And I turned that into a blog post on the Made Vibrant blog, not really thinking too much about it, um, thinking that maybe there were some people in my audience that would enjoy learning a new skill as well. I published a post on my blog called Hand Lettering for Beginners, and I launched it on my blog and nothing really happened. I mean, at the time, I was getting about 2,000 page views a month on my blog, which for a new business, I felt like was pretty good. Um, but after a few months, I was digging into my Google Analytics and I happened to see this like huge spike. Um, it was a thousand hits just in one day on that one post. And I was like, where is this coming from? Of course, digging into my, you know, Google Analytics, you know, super easy to find uh, sources of that traffic. I'm being sarcastic. It's not very easy to find. Um, I found out that that traffic was coming from Pinterest. And I realized that someone had pinned an image from that blog post and it had been shared, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times. And that's where the traffic was coming from. And that is when I realized that there could really be an opportunity to create some sort of product around hand lettering. And then maybe I can gear that product towards a more hobbyist audience. So that's another thing. During my whole process of looking up these hand lettering resources, I realized pretty quickly that there was a gap in the market. There wasn't a course that was an affordable price, but that also was comprehensive. So you would have you know, things like Skillshare classes for 20 bucks, but they would only be one aspect of hand lettering. And then on the other hand of the scale, you'd have a $500 course that was teaching someone how to actually become a professional hand letterer, and that didn't seem affordable to me at all. So I, I thought maybe there could be a demand for something that would be in the middle. Something for the hobbyist who wants to improve his or her skills, but that doesn't want to pay sort of an arm and a leg. However, let's be honest, building an online course, it, it's not easy, right? There's filming of videos or there's building of content. And so I wanted to make sure that the time investment I was gonna make on building the course was going to be worth it. Not to mention Pinterest traffic is super cold traffic, right? So I had no idea if that traffic was actually going to convert to sales. So I think at some point along the way there, I had opened an email from Noah Kagan, whose emails I love because they're all very sort of uh, specific and to the point. And he had mentioned these, this idea of product validation. And the idea that, you know, if someone's gonna buy something and you wanna know if they're really gonna buy something, just ask for the money up front. Or maybe not as good as asking for the money up front, you know, tell them the price of the thing and ask if they would still buy it, knowing what the price is. And that really resonated with me. So on that blog post that was still getting a lot of consistent traffic, I just slapped up an email opt-in and I said, hey, very honestly, this post has been getting a lot of interest. I'm thinking of creating a course for $20. If you would want to buy it, enter your email below and be notified when it's available. 
And I did that and I told myself that if I got 200 emails that I would just build the course. One month later, I had the 200 emails that I had been looking for and so I thought, okay, I gotta make this thing. And I used Teachery to build the course. It was six videos and it was just me talking over slides and just sharing with people what I had learned in trying to learn this skill myself. I launched that course in October of 2014 to my small email list and then I created a simple sales page which I linked to at the top and bottom of the lettering blog post. And by October, you know, the 2,000 page views that I had been getting on my blog had turned into 16,000 page views um, that month and 11,000 of those were just to that post alone. By November, that number was up to over 30,000 page views. So I could tell that this product and this idea was getting traction. And to date, I've made over, like I said, $35,000 over the course of eight months. So on any given month, I make anywhere from $3,500 to $5,500 just on that one course alone. So now let's talk about the five lessons that you can take away from this and how you can apply it to your own business. So the first one is to use content to cultivate an audience and find your product ideas. So had I not posted that original blog post, I would have had no idea that there was even a demand for hand lettering resources. So I like to think of content as sort of the first way to get feedback on an idea. You know, ask yourself, does it resonate? Do people care? Are they commenting? Do they find it helpful? And if the answer is yes, then you just might have a product idea that's worth pursuing. Next, you want to validate your product ideas with an email signup or a pre-order. Um, like I said, that is going to allow you to know if it's going to be worth the time investment to create that product. Since we're dealing with lower price point, you're gonna to have to sell a bunch in order to make a substantial dent in revenue. So you really wanna make sure that you're not gonna create a $20 e-course and then you're gonna sell 10 of them. You wanna make sure that the demand is built in before you ever go out and build the course. Number three, you want to find ways to get consistent pre-qualified traffic sources to your sales page. So Pinterest worked for me because hand lettering is incredibly visual and it's a creative course topic. Um, you know, there's artists and hobbyists and creatives hanging out there, so it makes sense that it would drive traffic for me, but maybe that's not necessarily true for you, you know? Maybe there are other ways that you can maximize that flow of attention at the top of the funnel. So just sit down and think about where are those places that people are gonna be hanging out that might be interested in your course, and how can you get sort of those floodgates of traffic coming? Maybe it's guest posting on blogs that you know they hang out on. Maybe it's even reaching out to a blogger to see if they can link to your article and things like that. Number four, hopefully this goes without saying, but just make a good product, you know? Um, make sure you deliver on what you promise. In fact, make sure you over-deliver. So I know my course is worth more than $20, but I did that intentionally because when people pay 20 bucks and they get in there and they're like, holy cow, there's all this, these videos and there's resources and you know they're blown away. And so that only bodes well for you know the idea of my brand in their minds and the quality of my products. That's also gonna make sure that they tell their friends and their family members and they pass the course along to other people. Lastly, always be looking for ways that you can then boost your conversions. So about three months in, I was starting to see a drop off in traffic um, just from that the Pinterest had died down a little bit and there weren't as many regular pins coming through. And so I thought, how can I re-energize the course? So a good amount of people were posting already on Instagram using the hashtag better lettering course. But I thought, okay, we can really boost this a ton. And Instagram is an awesome visual place where people are going to like artistic stuff. So I instituted these Instagram challenges where I gave them a prompt list, all of the students in the course, and if they posted their daily work, they were entered to win a prize pack. And it's just a $100 prize pack that I pay for on, on um, Amazon and I pick one random winner 
but that boosted the post substantially of the hashtag. And by using the direct link in my Instagram profile, I get a ton of conversion traffic through that outlet as well. The first month that I started doing the challenge, I saw my monthly sales of the course jump from $3,500 to $5,800. I've also since instituted an opt-in on the sales page so that you can preview a lesson of the course and then that triggers an automation sequence so that um, I can also sell the course that way via email. And that I saw a boost in revenue from that as well. So before I wrap up, I just wanna add that I hope that some of these tactics will prove useful for you if you happen to find yourself in a position where you don't want to sell a $500 product and that you want to sell maybe a $50 product or a $20 product. It's all about knowing who your audience is. It's all about knowing what they want, what they're going to find valuable, and then knowing why you're doing it and why your business exists, what it stands for, and making sure that you're creating products that are in line with that. So before you go creating any products, expensive or inexpensive, you know, don't forget to take a second in all of this and really get clear on why your business exists and who you're trying to attract. I hope this lesson has been super helpful for you guys and to show you that there are a whole ton of ways to make real income, even with lower priced products. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by Single Grain. As an entrepreneur myself, one of the hardest things to do is to find the right people to hire. That's the number one problem all companies face, including big companies like Facebook, Google, and Apple. Their biggest challenge is not sales and marketing, it's hiring. Why does hiring have to be so hard? It seems like every company has struggled to get the right person at some point. That's why Eric from Single Grain created the A-Player Hiring Blueprint after he lost close to a million dollars on one bad hire. Today, he's giving away a free resource he created called the 403 Rock Solid Interview Questions to help you find top talent. To get this resource, just text 403BOOK to 33444 and you'll get this resource emailed to you automatically. It's 100% secure and your data will be protected. Once again, that's 403BOOK and text that to this number 33444. You'll get Eric's epic resource, but grab it now because it's only available for a limited time. Thank you, Caroline, for that incredibly valuable lesson. Nicole and I thought this lesson was a great lesson to share with our audience because a lot of us, when we think of business, we think of having high-priced items and you really have to charge a lot, but sometimes you really don't. And Caroline and her business is a great example of that. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. If you did, let us know in an iTunes rating and review. If you're on your iPhone, just click on the cover art and click on the link that says give us a rating and review. If you're on your computer or a browser, just go to 100mba.net slash show. Guys, I want to leave you with this. In Caroline's lesson, she mentioned that she had to make a decision based on how something felt. She didn't feel comfortable charging as much as $1,000 for a product. She didn't feel that was congruent with her audience. So she started out with something small for $20. It takes courage to make a decision like that because you hear people giving advice left or right about you have to charge more for your products and services. Now, that may be applicable for a lot of businesses, but for Caroline, she made a decision to say, this is what's right for my business, for my audience, and this is how I want to get started and start growing. When you feel 100% congruent with what you're doing, it shows, and people can feel it. They can see it through your website. They can see it through the way you express yourself and write your copy. So make sure whatever you do, you're doing something that's true to your heart. Don't ever feel forced to do something just because some expert tells you you have to do it. Take each piece of advice with consideration, but at the end of the day, you need to do what's best for you and your audience. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's lesson. 
We got a whole bunch of awesome lessons coming up this week. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how to be first in your market. We'll also be talking about how to set your refund policy and also why you should spoil your email subscribers. Look out for those lessons this week. I'll check you then, guys. Take care.